Local people, local stories. This is the All Local from 1010 Wins. I'm Larry Mullins, and here are today's top local stories. Okay, Wins family, so let's break this down now. Many people in the Jewish community were already on edge after a disturbing threat a few weeks ago, remember, by a New Jersey teen who allegedly made a very real threat against synagogues in New Jersey. That got the FBI's attention. Well, now another alleged threat has been averted, this time here in the city, after two men were picked up at Penn Station over the weekend. And Mayor Adams says they meant business, fully armed and having allegedly made online threats to attack a synagogue right here. The ongoing investigation into alleged threats on Jewish facilities tops our news on this Monday afternoon. One of the suspects armed with a Glock with laser sights, mind you, and other weapons. Marla Diamond leading the broadcast on this Monday afternoon. This was not an idle threat. Mayor Adams detailed the items found on one of the suspects, 21-year-old Christopher Brown of Riverhead, a large hunting knife, a ski mask, and a Nazi armband. In New York City in 2022, Think about that for a moment. Investigators found an illegal gun with a 30-round magazine in the second suspect, 22-year-old Matthew Marrer's West 94th Street apartment building. The mayor says the quick arrests were a coordinated effort between the NYPD, MTA police, and the FBI, who was tipped off by the Private Community Security Initiative, whose executive director, Mitchell Silber, uncovered a specific threat on Twitter. Talking about you know a specific time, a specific target, synagogues, talking about going to church and getting some approval by their priest to either get married or to, or to die or be killed. Marla Diamond, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM at City Hall. Mm-mm. And then this, one of the suspects lives with a relative who actually survived the Holocaust. Newsman Glenn Shuck on the Upper West. 22-year-old Matthew Marr lives here, the 12th floor apartment of this 27-story building at 94th and Columbus. He's here with his mother and father and reports are his 93-year-old grandfather, a Holocaust survivor, also lives with Matthew and his parents. Now, we called the apartment this morning. We were told by whoever answered they'd be releasing a statement about all of this through their attorney at some point today. Mara's lawyers insist that he's never been arrested, never been in any kind of trouble with the law, and they have a lot to explain about his background. He is due back in court at some point on Wednesday on weapons charges. Glenn Shuck, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM here on the Upper West Side. Police say the two men they arrested met at St. Patrick's and had purchased a gun in Pennsylvania. D.A. Alvin Bragg says a potential tragedy was averted here when they were intercepted by police this weekend. Also today, police investigating a critical hit and run today in Woodhaven, Queens. A 54-year-old woman struck about 5 o'clock this morning on 91st Avenue and Woodhaven Boulevard. They say she was trying to cross Woodhaven when the gray sedan traveling northbound came through and hit her. She was rushed to Jamaica Hospital in critical condition. The suspect kept going. If you know anything about it, they want you to call Crime Stoppers at 800-577-TIPS. Meantime, a business organization here in the city concerned about the steep uptick in crime. Madison Square Garden, Penn Station, the Garment District, Herald Square. It's the jurisdiction of the Midtown South Precinct. Midtown South is considered the busiest precinct in the world. And there's a correlation between staffing and crime and disorder. Kevin Ward is vice president of security for the 34th Street Partnership. 34 years with the NYPD. He says he's aware of less manpower on the precinct level and in the business recovery unit. It was a mainstay of Manhattan that you had offices on foot. They're the most effective in dealing with street disorder. According to NYPD crime statistics, grand larcenies are up 50% year-to-date, burglaries up nearly 43% year-to-date. 
Juliet Papa, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM. Manhattan prosecutors will try to jumpstart their criminal investigation into ex-president Trump, specifically a hush money payment to a porn star who said she had an affair with him. The DA's office first examined the payment to actress Stormy Daniels a few years ago, but changed course to focus more on his broader business practices. Now, DA Alvin Bragg has the folks in his office say they've uh, recently indicated they are they have uh, newly op- they're newly optimistic about building a case against Trump. The renewed scrutiny of hush money comes amid an intensifying swirl of legal and political drama around Mr. Trump. A long history of complaints about the city's school buses. The trips are too long, say some parents. They arrive too late. And in some cases, they don't arrive at all. Well, today, the city council took on the issue at a hearing where they questioned education officials. The council played an interview with parent Eli Goldberg, whose special needs son spends an hour and a half on the bus unable to drink or eat independently or even tell someone if he has to go to the bathroom. It's almost, quite frankly, cruel to him to make him go through this. Glenn Risbrook, Senior Executive Director for Student Transportation, says he's deeply moved by comments like that, and he says a big problem is the pandemic-era shortage of drivers. To get students to school, we had to double up routes. This leads to unpredictable bus times for families and students. He adds that they are working to hire more drivers. Roger Stern, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM in City Hall. A setback for the uh, behind-the-scenes workings of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. A fire destroyed seven specially outfitted buses that they were going to use as celebrity trailers during the extravaganza. The fire happened early today at Royal Buses' main facility in South Kearney, New Jersey. The company makes production trailers for movies and television. You've seen their uh, their buses. As regular gigs with the Macy's Parade, well, the Times Square ball drop as well as the Rockefeller Center tree lighting. The company said it should be able to refit other vehicles it has in time for the parade so stars won't be left out in the cold trying to change or, you know, do their hair and makeup. The cause of the fire is under investigation. Well, close to a 1,000 people signed up for it, but in the end, only about three dozen actually got the papers. And with that, New York has approved the first licenses to sell pot. The first wave, 36 retail dispensary licenses, most of them going to what the state calls justice-involved people. Individuals who have a cannabis conviction or family members of those with a cannabis conviction who have also demonstrated experience operating a successful business. Chris Alexander is the executive director of the State Cannabis Control Board. The first legal sales are expected before the end of the year. For the moment that they apply for a license, we will require businesses to focus on their impacts on the people in their community and the environment. Other licenses are going to nonprofits that assist people who used to be in prison. But there are some legal issues. An ongoing lawsuit means the process is paused in a handful of regions. It includes Brooklyn and the Hudson Valley. Steve Burns, 1010 Winds on 92.3 FM. Thanks for listening to the all-local from 1010 Winds. And for the latest news, traffic, and weather, tune to 1010 Winds, visit 1010winds.com, or download the Odyssey app to take us wherever you go.